Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. I hope that you're doing well. I am here to answer your questions and I'm going to dive right in with them. So I asked people, what are you struggling with right now? And this person said, teenager moaning and negativity. I don't mean to laugh because certainly that can be very frustrating. I don't have teenagers yet. My oldest is 12, but I do want to talk about just how we can handle it when any kids in our care, teenagers or not, are being negative or are having, you know, just their moods swing as they tend to do. So one thing that I would say is just a reminder, obviously we know this, but just to remind you that we can only control ourselves. So when someone else is being negative and that negativity starts to feel like it's bringing you down, then you just ask yourself the question, okay, what can I do to make this place, this space, our home feel a little less negative or feel you know a little bit more the way that I want it to feel? So. What is in your control? You can put on some happy music. You can light a candle that is your favorite that makes you feel a little bit better. And obviously that's not gonna stop their moaning and their negativity, Um, but just for you, you can choose to have a positive attitude and just see if that changes anything. Instead of sinking down to their level, you can think, okay, what can I do to make myself feel the way that I want to feel? And this is one thing that I tell people a lot Um, In my private practice, I say, okay, at the start of every day, you write down your focus and your feels for the day. So how do you want, what do you want to focus on and what do you want to feel for the day? And then those things become kind of your to-do list, your focus. So if you want to focus on getting appointments scheduled and, you know, doing laundry and getting some work done, those are your focus things. And then your feel, what you want to feel is say peaceful, joyful, and accomplished. So then you write out a way, ways that you're going to plan to feel peaceful, joyful, and accomplished. Now, is that going to help your teenager not moan and not be negative? Probably not, maybe not, possibly, I don't know. But at least you are doing what you can do to control what you can control and have your own you know, emotions feel a little bit more not so kind of tossed around by what they're throwing out at you, if that makes sense. And another thing too is just giving them time and space because I think a lot of it is just, you know, letting them feel what they feel and letting them have a safe space to explore that and, and let it be a little bit for them too. So hopefully that helps. All right, I'm gonna move on to the next question. This person said, let me see here. Okay, so struggling with not feeling overwhelmed with six children, nine and younger adjusting to our 15 month old foster son's bio, and I think their bio sibling, um, they said just came to join their family. And they were basically given the ultimatum, I would say, of if you don't take this child, uh, the younger sibling, the baby, then we're gonna take both kids out of your home. And this foster family was saying like they've had the 15 month old foster son since I think he was a baby. So. That is very troubling to me, and I get that people want to keep siblings together, and I'm a huge proponent of keeping siblings together when at all possible, and I know the reasons why it's really helpful to do that, 
Um, I do think it's very just troubling to a foster parent and a foster family when you're like, either do this or we're taking that kid. Like, I feel like that feels very just gross to me. <laughs> like, that this is how we're gonna operate it. So, I don't know. I, I feel like first and foremost, that's just a very nuanced situation. And I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. But let's talk about the feeling of overwhelm with six children, nine and younger. I feel like I just did a podcast interview and it's coming out in a couple of weeks with an author of a book which is called Habits of the Household. Habits of the Household. And it talks about, and we talk about on the podcast, basically being able to find rhythms and routines that work for your household that prepare you for the work, not as a rest from the work. So feeling overwhelmed with all the kids in the house and all the things that come along with fostering obviously um, is a lot, is a lot to deal with. And so I wanna validate you in that, but I also want you to know that there are ways, and I would ask you to consider what are some ways that you can rest to recharge yourself? What are some ways that you can feel less overwhelmed? What are some things that you can do, even if it feels crazy to like take a step back from you know laundry or dishes or whatever or maybe for you it's like no I need to do more laundry I need to do more dishes to feel more at peace whatever it is for you but also looking for ways to meaningfully rest from the overwhelm so is it getting a babysitter is it taking a date night with your spouse is it you know going to spend some time in nature is it waking up first thing in the morning and having a quiet cup of coffee whatever it is for you, but really a lot of these, this overwhelm can be solved by brainstorming, ways to rest that are meaningful to you and ways to self-care and have community care that are meaningful to you. With that being said, I will let you know that the Fearless Fostering Retreat is happening in Atlanta, Georgia next month, September 30th through October 2nd. And I am going to be providing a complete opportunity for you to get away, rest, relax, get away from the overwhelm, and be led in practices that will actually help reset your parasympathetic nervous system so that you can then return home and do more of this work and engage in this work and not be so overwhelmed. Whether you have six kids in your home or one child in your home, overwhelm is subjective. Um, and so there is no judgment, there is no shame, but what are you doing to help yourself not feel overwhelmed? What can you do for yourself to reset your parasympathetic nervous system to get out of that fight, flight, or freeze state so much of the time that we're living in as foster parents, especially I'm guessing with six children, nine and younger, and how can you reset completely so that you go back and are in a different space than you were before? So I'm gonna um, answer one more question and then I'm gonna go see how my kiddo's first day of school was. Hey, Foster Mama, I want to invite you to the Fearless Fostering Retreat that is happening in Atlanta, Georgia this fall, September 30th through October 2nd. Past retreat attendee Maddie Wellam said the retreat was the perfect amount of group time, solo time, and time in the city. I left with practical skills for how to continue improving my mental health. It was amazing. And that's the cool thing about this retreat. The results are going to last you well beyond one weekend. This is not like your average foster care retreat because unlike most retreats for foster mamas, the Fearless Fostering Retreat provides stillness, alone time, and true rest in a luxury hotel setting. 
and everything is led by a foster care informed therapist. So the skills I'm going to teach you are ones that will continue to improve your mental health throughout your foster care journey and life. There's also going to be an opportunity to stay connected for those who would like ongoing support in a small group setting through the Fearless Fostering group coaching program after the retreat ends. So if you're interested, reach out on Instagram at fearless underscore fostering and DM me the word retreat, or you can learn more on my website, fearlessfostering.com. Okay, my two-year-old foster daughter possibly reunifying by January and how hard all of this transition is going to be for my girl. So first of all, I see you and I hear you and I am so sorry that you are anticipating that this is going to be very difficult. I think, I don't know exactly how long um, she has been with you, but of course it, it is going to be hard. A transition like that is going to be hard because foster care is hard, because reunification is hard and adoption is hard and all of it is hard. Um, so I feel like my encouragement to you would be what can you do now and what can you do to kind of cope ahead a little bit for both you and your foster daughter because you already know and i can't make it less so that this is going to be difficult for both of you for your family for her so what can you do now and what can she do now to help it be less difficult so also the word possibly i would say leads me to believe that it's not definitely going to happen and that being the case I would say it's good for you to process some of the feelings of what it would feel like if she did, but also to remain in the present moment. As we know with foster care, things can change anytime. And so if it's not a definite that she's going to be reunifying by January, what can you, what do you need now to prepare for that? But also how can you stay present in the moment because reunification is not happening right now today? So just ask yourself those questions. A lot of times the, the hard things that we struggle with in foster care can be really dealt with in a meaningful way. Not that that makes them less hard or less difficult, but it, it takes the like kind of the burden weight off of them when we are willing to just journal a little bit or talk with a therapist or talk with some other foster mamas about what is hard and what is what was hard a lot of the time is my anticipation of what's going to be hard later. Um, and I think while that is natural, a natural human tendency, it is not necessarily beneficial to live there. Um, so if we can just return again to the present moment, to the present day, sometimes during my foster care journey, I've literally woken up and said, today my kids are, and I list out their names. And I'm like, today, this is where these kids live. This is our address today. And that's really all we have. And that, even though that feels scary, it is really freeing to be able to say, right now today, it's like this. Right now today, these are the kids in my home. And the more that we do that, the more it kind of, again, takes us out of that like fight, flight, or freeze mode and can bring us back to that set, that state of rest and digest where we're like, okay, today it's like this. This is my reality today. This is my family's reality. This is my foster daughter's reality today. So I hope that helps you and let me know if you have any other questions. I'm in the DMs always. I'm here to support you. Again, the Fearless Fostering Retreat is happening next month, September 30th through October 2nd in Atlanta, Georgia. It is going to be an amazing opportunity to reset 
your body, mind, soul. We have amazing speakers coming in to chat with us. Jessica Matheson is going to be there and additionally some other amazing speakers. And myself, I'll be leading you in some evidence-based practices um, for you to take back home with you so that it's not just one weekend of reset, but it's also resetting you for the future and in the future work of foster care that you're gonna be doing. So yes, thank you for being here. Thank you and um, I will talk to you all soon.